Hi everyone and welcome to the Dairy Pod. I'm Rory MacDonald, Regional Extension Officer with Gibbs Dairy. Delighted today again to be joined by John Mulvaney for a second part in our two-part discussion on the, the current state of the dairy industry. John, thanks for being here again. Pleasure, Rory. Um, just wanted to maybe follow up by asking you a question. We obviously had our previous t- uh, podcast that went out uh, recently, and we just want to ask you a question on uh, how is the dairy industry traveling financially, I guess, at the minute? I, I, that's probably a loaded question, and there are very different answers to that depending on what con- part of the country you're in or even part of the region you're in. Yeah, certainly there are regions that are suffering really severe cash cash flow crises almost. But let's let's rewind that a little bit. Um, I've, I've actually asked that question of six groups of dairy farmers at various field days around uh, the country. Around the country. Yeah. Uh, not not northern Victoria, uh, but um, western Victoria, Tasmania, uh, southern New South Wales, yeah. Gippsland, and, and uh, northern New South Wales. And it's interesting, Rory. Um, there are people who have perceptions about best practice business management. Yeah. Uh, which don't necessarily parallel with what dairy farmers do. So what I deliberately have done at these meetings is to say to these dairy farmers, you've just driven into the driveway of a dairy farm. Yeah. You can ask the dairy farm operators three questions about how they're travelling financially, specifically the question that you just asked me. Yeah. What are the three questions that you would ask? So what I'm getting at there Interesting is Interesting question. Yeah, loaded question almost. It's a, it's a loaded question, but I suppose after a long time in the industry, I get um, sick of people who have perceptions about what dairy farmers should do. Yeah. Um, when there are... In very, times of crisis or in any, any time, yeah. any time. And so the reason for this question was to actually ask dairy farmers um, what, what, what would be the three questions. So if you picture, um, I had 40 dairy farming women in a women's group and I asked yep. them that same question. Uh, what would be the three questions you'd ask? And where, well, which region was that in, John? Uh, that was in um, Deloraine in Tasmania. Okay. So, but the answers have been the same at every venue, yeah. which, which again is intriguing. So, the, th- the answers have gone something like this. Can we pay our bills? Yeah. Now, that's a pretty critical question in any small business. It's called liquidity. Yeah. It's essential, really, to Well, to it's essential, going. but yeah. if we actually went into every dairy business in the nation at the moment, yeah. um, we would find a significant... Uh, proportion of those farms that are not clearing their 30-day accounts. Yeah. Now we can come back to that discussion, but but at every venue, one of the first things people have popped out is, can we pay our bills? Yeah. Um, the next one was interesting. They said, are we drawing enough from the business to live okay? Yeah. Okay. So that's standard of or living. Are we compromising our quality of life? Some some maybe. Taking a bit of a um, some shortcuts in that regard, I imagine that's a natural. Well, thing. okay, and and we remember we'll come to, to come too. back to yeah. that one. Yeah, okay. And the third one is, 
what's happening with our debt level or are we growing wealth? Yeah. Now, if you think they were beautiful answers. Yep. Because if you think about what's occurring, one is the cash part of our business. Yep. Which is incredibly important because if we lose if we lose cash control, we lose control of the other two aspects of it. Well, we can lose control of the other aspects, but we lose the ability to do things on time. Yeah. And if in dairy you lose the ability to do things on time, it will impact on profitability. Yeah. Okay. So to give you a really good, good practical example of that, if I go to a young share farmer and we're talking about putting some fertiliser on and it's the 10th of the month, he says, I'll put it on at the start of next month. Yeah. Because I can afford to. Now we've lost 20 days and it's May. And that timing is And crucial. we could change the growth yeah. rate on the farm. Yeah. So there's a good example. Um, so so cash is really important. Now come to the standard of living one. Yeah. Any small business that is growing wealth that is owned by, you know, an owner operator, lifestyle is pretty ordinary. Yeah. I, I don't. And that's see. not just dairy farmers. No. You, you would say that's across no. the industry wide in Australia. Yeah, go and talk to a person who owns a McDonald franchise and see how yeah. many hours sleep they get. Yeah. Um, I have never seen people grow very significant wealth with, without without, li- without some hard yards. Yeah. So I don't talk about dairy performance anymore unless I context what stage of life these people are at so but the group has said we want to be able to make reasonable drawings you know in the answers to these questions now my rough rule of thumb and it's interesting how often it works out to be accurate is picture a, a husband and wife in the dairy industry in their 30s to 40s uh they're both working their butts off and they're rearing a family yep right you talk to them and they'll go to sleep at the table at various times during the day, during the discussion. They're working far more they're hours than the normal. Now, I'm yeah. going to put a commercial value on them of 140 grand. Yep. What do they draw to live on? Probably 50 or 60. So when you say a commercial value on them of 140 grand, just, just be yeah, clear uh, on what that, that well, is. What I'm saying is that if I was to evaluate their true profit position, they come up with a salary, effective salary yeah, of yeah, 140 yeah. grand. And the way I describe it to people is, I'm going to break both your legs, both your arms, and you can't do anything for 12 months. What's it going to cost to replace you? Okay. Yeah. So they're worth 140, but they're drawing 70. The other 70 is going on debt servicing and wealth creation. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. So the reason that the answer has come out, we make reasonable drawings. Yeah. They didn't say we make commercial drawings. They said we live okay, Yeah. right? We want the business to be able to let us do that. And then the third bit is we want to create wealth. Yeah. So here we've got a group of very smart people who have said we want to pay our bills, Yeah. we want to live okay, and we want to create wealth because that's actually why we're doing it. Do you right? feel that if they drew down the 140 that they theoretically are that their labour is worth on the farm, that they would create significantly less wealth in in that 
in that scenario? Well, potentially that that's true, but you you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Right. Their wealth creation is going to be lower, depending upon what they do with what they draw down. Yeah. If they drew down 140 grand, and they went had a six six week European trip every yeah. year, then obviously that's impacting on wealth creation. That's right. Yeah. If they drew down the 140 grand and they put it into a super fund, uh, God forbid that a farmer would ever put money into super funds. <laughs> but I actually think it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, if if they invested that in a super fund. Um, they could they could be increasing their portfolio, right, and creating increasing more wealth. Their, their asset yes, base. Yes, so increasing their asset base. So, I I just think when you ask me the question, you know, how are farms travelling financially? There's too many I'm, variables. Well, no, no, not too many variables. I've asked dairy farmers, how do they judge how they're travelling financially? Yep. And the three things that have come up again in every venue have been cash, standard of living, yep. wealth creation. Now, people like me who can be regarded as benchmarking nerds, yep. data crunching nerds, um, I I don't like the term benchmarking. Yeah, um, I've heard you say that a few times. Yeah. So. Yeah, and yet a lot of the industry says all dairy farmers should be benchmarking. Um, benchmarking is a horribly dangerous activity that if it's not contexted with the stage of the business, yeah. will be completely misinterpreted. Or the conditions of a whole range their of operating. Things. A whole range yeah. of things. Does that well, you can benchmark against your previous performance year on uh, year. Now, now we're talking about using data wisely. Okay. Right. And... and two things I think have to occur um, with and, and let's face the reality I've been in the industry uh, almost 30 years yeah. um, how many times have I heard dairy farmers need to be better business people right we need to get them benchmarking now I can tell you right now that the the level of data analysis by dairy farmers of their business is about maximum 10%. Yeah. Now, does that mean the other 90% are idiots? No. What it means is that they have their measures of assessing their business performance. Yeah. However, when a business isn't travelling well, then we need to be able to diagnose where's the pain. So now we need, we desperately need to do some data analysis. And that's where the value in, in, in your data analysis well, to, comes to, into its own, I guess. I think, I think if we look at two sides of that analysis, there is nothing better than going into a dairy farm, and it happened to me recently, um, where I went into the f farm, and it was multi-generational, it was quite a big farm, and the issue is we're struggling to pay our bills. Mm -hmm. It's cash. So when that occurs, we start to lose confidence in what we're doing. Yeah. You know, what are we doing wrong? As it turns out, they're at the sharp part of the development curve. So this... Cash is always going to be tight. Cash is tight. Yeah. Equi Even if it's good. Yeah. Good. Equity is low. Yeah. And we haven't fully developed the farm yet. Yeah. And we are pushing opportunities with marginal milk. Yeah. Now, by the end of about four hours, 
I'm saying to the people, do you realise you're making, you will this year make a profit of $1.60 per kilo milk solids. True yeah. profit. But you'll be cash negative. Because all of that profit has been eaten up by the higher debt levels because they're early in their... Higher debt levels, we're reinvesting yeah. in the farm, we're tr- probably trying to yeah. do too much reinvestment in the farm. So in that scenario, they're, they're building equity and building wealth at a fairly satisfactory pace, but their cash position is P- poor. Position is poor. Yeah. Now, that was, and particularly for the mother of this business, the stress that came out of her was unbelievable. Yeah. Be- and even the, the younger generation were looking at that going... So we are on the right track. And I said, absolutely, this is the operational part of your business. Now that's the strength of data analysis. But for businesses that have found their big settings are in the right spot, i.e. stocking rate, calving date, all those things. And for a business that's paying its bills and clearing principal on debt, what more analysis do they need to do? They're busy people. Yeah. So let's. So you think on... that comparing to other farmers, in in that scenario, might be a bit fraught with danger. I don't think it's essential. Yeah. But it can be useful. It can be useful. Yeah. Now, if someone says to me, "How efficiently are we dairy farming?" Then I can't answer that without yeah. a fair bit of data analysis. Yeah. Because you need averages yeah. to compare to in terms yeah. of fertilizer use or whatever. Yeah. So if we if we go back and say, um, how's the industry travelling financially? Then I'm going to be saying, are we talking cash? Are we talking wealth creation? Yeah. So let's go back and say, oh, and I'm just going to pluck a figure. Have I got data to support it? No, I haven't. Um, I would think there could be. of the dairy industry across the nation that is not clearing its accounts in 30 days. Yeah. Now, that's not pleasant. Yeah, it sounds bad, uh, I guess, when you put it like that. Unfortunately, I think there is a little bit of a culture within the dairy industry that that has become almost acceptable. And is that a dangerous road to be going down? And and I think it's a dangerous road. I I, I just think, and, and I'm not having a crack at people who are on the sharp part of the curve. And in fact, I, I had a, a terrific discussion day recently where, as a joke at the start of the day, I said to everyone sitting in front of me, the way we'll start the day is we'll go around the group and tell us how much you've got overdue on your accounts. <laughs> and the group, <laughs> the group looked aghast. And I said, no, 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 I'm only joking. <laughs> but... I then looked at the host farmers on the day and they were aware that I was going to ask this question. Have you got accounts beyond 30 days? Yeah. And the reason I did that is because I wanted to have a real day, not a pretend day. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about real financial pressure and I wanted to talk about this young couple who are at the sharp part of their curve in their dairy career who have accounts overdue. Yeah. And even the discussion about how they managed that was incredibly valuable. Now, I had four people come up to me at the end of that day and say, that was fantastic because we we feel as if we're the only ones in that situation. Now, that's okay. Yeah. 
But the other part of that day was to show that this couple were running a very profitable, very sound, very resilient dairy business. And how did we establish that? We had to do more data analysis. Yep. So, so when you define profitable, just to pick yeah. up on that, are you talking about return on assets or are you looking at um, income net profit per hectare? Again, it depends uh, on... Well, and again, we, it's a can of worms. And, yeah. and uh, let's, let's define profit. Um, because again, these terms like cost of production, EBIT, profit, yeah. line 10 people up and you get 10 different yeah, definitions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The beauty though is, as I've said at each venue recently, I've held up the dairy-based summary report and I've said this was not possible five years ago. I could not be in Western Australia yeah. holding up a dairy-based report with any confidence that the term cost of production is the same here as it is in Victoria. Yeah. So that's been a great achievement. I think it's been brilliant. But if we step back and we consider that term profit, if I'm going to define true profit on a dairy farm simply, it's going to be um, income minus direct cash costs of producing milk, herd shed feed, paid labour, overheads, minus some non-cash costs, which are the imputed, the labour that we're talking about of 140,000, whatever it is, um, the commercial value of the owner-operators in the business, not what they're drawing, and depreciation, and we allow for a bit of inventory change um, or take into account inventory change. That's true profit. Now, I've spat that out in two sentences. To get good data to analyse that is about between one and three days' work, yeah. depending upon how good the data is. Consequently, a lot of dairy farmers who know that they're paying their bills, growing wealth and making adequate drawings don't do those calculations yeah. because they know they're on the right track. They're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in terms of how you express that profit, if I use return on assets around the nation, if I'm sitting at Port Macquarie in New South Wales and land is uh, $35,000 a hectare, yeah. I can have a low return on asset which is indicating a lowish profit, but it's all related to the capital, to the capital price. price of the land. So what I'll ask you is, what's the question being asked? Is it for the land value, are we getting good return? Yeah. Or per unit of output, are we getting a good return? Now, as it's turned, it depends, I suppose. Yeah, it? it does, but as, it, as it's turned out, I use EBIT per kilo milk solids nationwide yeah. simply because it's got nothing to do with the land value. Yeah. So uh, when I know that the top 25% of operators in WA average $2.90 per kilo milk solids profit yeah. and the top operators in Tasmania average $2.80, yeah. um, to me it's a figure I can compare. I know that the operational parts of that business are absolutely cranking. So if you were a farmer in us and you just were picking a place in Australia to farm, you would you would use those figures. Well, I'd use those, but then, then obviously, yeah. But yeah. then obviously, I'm going to look at how much capital I need to put in. Yes. Yeah. Now the other thing, and and I can hear hear people almost um, screaming it now is, but it depends on how many kilos we produce. 
if you express anything on a yes. per unit of output, yeah, it depends on what that. If we're only is, producing yeah. ten thousand kilos, yeah, well, good luck with that, but it won't. Yeah. You won't be able to do anything. So I'm assuming that our scale is adequate. Now, yeah. And also, you know, it doesn't factor into account the debt level and the level of interest that has to be repaid. No, 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 no. And, and this is one very confusing thing. And people, always, they almost get angry about this. In fact, they, they do get angry. Yeah. I've had people get angry. Profit has nothing to do with debt. Yeah. Profit is the result of the operational activities of a business. Debt is related to raising capital yeah. for a business. So I can compare the profit, EBIT, yeah. profit per unit of output on dairy farms all over the place. But you cannot compare debt levels, are I can well I can compare, compare debt levels, levels compare but it's got nothing to do with profit. Equally yeah. when people get really angry that cost that debt is not included in cost of production. Right? Cost yeah. of production is direct cash costs associated with producing milk plus non cash costs. Yeah. And it's not related to debt. So I can compare cost of production of a range of farms what we do with profit will vary from farm yep. to farm. And my argument at the moment is, and these are just the figures that when people say to me the industry isn't growing, yep. I say, listen, this isn't rocket science. And I'll spit out the figures. If I can produce milk as a dairy farmer at five bucks a kilo, yep. I want to have a dollar fifty per kilo profit. Okay? So my income needs to be six fifty, correct? Yeah. Rory, even you can keep even up I can with get this, follow right? that one, yeah. That's right. So so six fifty. I'm gonna take fifty cents a kilo off my income with livestock income. Okay, yep. so I'm back to six bucks. So if I've got a cost of production of five bucks, I've got a milk price of six bucks. And I've got my livestock income at fifty cents. I'll make a dollar fifty profit. Even though dairy farmers don't measure that, I know that if they're making a dollar fifty EBIT, they've got enough to live adequately. Yeah. They've got enough to reinvest in the farm. They've got enough to pay down some debt. Yeah. That will equal growth. This is about getting a return in a business where I will be encouraged to grow the business or yeah. I will be making an adequate profit. Now, if we actually look, um, we need we need now a milk price of six bucks minimum Yeah. because our cost of production on many, many farms in has Victoria risen has risen above five bucks. Yeah. Now, a Rolls-Royce cost of production is closer to $4.50 and, and there's a whole lot of factors behind that. And that's in Victoria, John. And when you go outside Victoria, that's even more variable, isn't it? Well, within the state, I think yeah. now the with the within state variation is greater than the between, between state. state. It's not all about state yeah. boundaries anymore. Yeah. Um, but which is an interesting point. Yeah. That we could but go. certainly in Tasmania, there would be generally a significantly lower cost of production. Yeah. Which is why when you deal with dairy farmers in in Tasmania. Milk price hardly comes up in discussion. Yeah. Okay. Then, as cost of production goes up, 
it demands a higher milk price, which means that all that gets talked about yeah. is a higher milk price. Now, if we go into an area at the moment that is under severe pressure of northern Victoria, yeah. even the best farmers in northern Victoria are struggling to achieve the dollar fifty profit. Yeah. So therefore there's Because the cost of production is so high. Because the cost of production is so high yeah. and 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 volatile. Yeah. So high cost of production and volatility. So very sensible business decision is let's look at what we're doing with our resources. Yeah. If we're not making that profit. Is there an alternative use for those resources? Yeah. Or yeah. now that's reality and that's yeah. commercial reality and it's it's a bit cut gut-wrenching but that's what yeah. people are doing so even though people don't necessarily measure some of this stuff their innate business skill will come back and say hang on we don't think we're growing wealth we're not able to make the drawings that we really want to make and guess what we're we're struggling to pay our bills three strikes yeah, yeah. now that's they're the parameters that a dairy farm is using for their performance, and they apply them yeah. very, very well. Yeah. I think um, something that is worth highlighting as well is that it's possible to be in a really tight cash flow situation, but still be in a good place, a relatively good place in terms of the other two parameters you spoke about. It, it, it's important to highlight it, absolutely. For, it's just as a kind of a measure of um, reassurance for oh, people who uh, might be con doing Confidence building, and, and, yeah. and that's why I say to young dairy farmers that I've, I'm dealing with um, over the years, the most important calculation you can do is your net worth, which is assets min minus liabilities. Yeah. You do it at the start of the year, you put it on the fridge, and hopefully um, at, the end, at the, the end of the year, it's better. Yeah. Now, if it's not better, and if in fact we're eroding equity, then you've got to make a you've decision. Got a problem, yeah. yeah, you got well. You've got to make a decision. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I think Rory, that might when you say how's the industry travelling financially, I think I've answered that through dairy farmers' eyes on the parameters that they use. Yeah. Not the perceived parameters that other people think they should yeah. be doing. Well, thanks very much, John. Again, a really uh, interesting debate there and uh, some really good food for thought for a lot of people. And uh, hopefully uh, um, the, the situation in terms of cash flow uh, will improve on, the farm going, on farms going forward around the country. Thanks, Rory. Thank you, John. That's it for this episode of Dairy Pod. Um, tune in for the next episode on the usual channels and we will talk to you next time.